This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. Hey, it's Brennan Janetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to Music You're Missing. And we are bringing you Peachy today. Yes, we are. And I am so stoked for Peachy because I used to listen to him back in the day on SoundCloud. He had the coolest, most vibious lo-fi beats. And then randomly one day on Spotify, uh, a few years back, I discovered a song called Falling For You. I was hanging with you and then I realized I didn't think it was true. I was surprised when I found out I'd fallen for you. He produced that song and the vocals are by MXM Tune. Well, that song has well over 200 million streams. And don't forget the gold record. Uh, yeah, it also was just certified gold. So it is truly an honor to have Peachy even call in. He has come a long way as an artist and we're so excited to see what he has next. That is true. He just released a brand new single called Blood. gearing up for a brand new album release in the spring of 2021. This nomad is finally back in the U.S. after traveling the world after graduating high school. That's something I'm really excited to talk to him about as well, just to see where he's been, his experiences in all the places, and how it's kind of shaped his artistry. But before we get him on the line, we got a few things to say. First and foremost, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or if you're not, uh, would you mind going to Apple Podcasts (laughs) and rating us five stars? Secondly, we have a brand new Instagram. What is it called, Devin? Music You're Missing. That is correct. At Music You're Missing. What should you do to it, Devin? Give it a like. And then like all of our posts. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, we have a streaming playlist on Spotify and Apple Music called Music You're Missing. All the guests that we interview have their music featured on the playlist. Peachy's brand new track, Blood, is now streaming atop the Music You're Missing playlist. So go give it a follow. Now, enough of you talking. Let's get Peachy in line. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. We are joined by the super talented Peachy. I'm so excited to have you. How's it going, Peachy? Thank you very much for having me. It's doing just fine over here. Before we get into anything, I was really searching the internet. Devin and I were really searching the internet. (laughs) Um, I know that you performed under a few monikers, but I never really could find a story as to how Peachy, that name, came to be. So I'm from the state of Georgia in the USA, and... The state of Georgia is known as the Peach State. So I wanted a name that was recognizable, something short, and I thought Peachy would be just perfect. Uh, one of the old monikers I went by was Peaches. I tried just Peach for a while, but once I came about with Peachy and I added the exclamation point, I thought it was cute and had a positive 
sound to it. Now that you've said that, it makes so much sense. That's a fun way to get the name. And then I agree, the exclamation point um, is like the cherry on top. It's like the peach on top. (laughs) Thank you. We know that you are super well-traveled. Can you just highlight some of your your traveling experiences? So before all this COVID-19 mess, I was a nomad. I left my hometown of Atlanta when I was uh, 19. It was two weeks after I graduated high school. And I had been out of the country uh, about three times before, maybe four times. I decided I wanted to see the world because... College was never something that really was on my mind, and uh, I was very curious, still am very curious Mm -hmm. about the world, so I headed off to Finland first. Um, I tried to live there, but uh, getting a visa is much more difficult than I expected, so the next place I went was Korea, my girlfriend at the time. It was her birthday, so I flew there to surprise her. I had all my stuff with me, and I thought, I don't need to stay in one place i can just i feel just fine having everything with me so i just kept traveling and seeing the world and some of my favorite places were finland korea and poland Uh, those are the three main places that i would travel to but i'm very lucky to have traveled uh, across you know three continents and seen as many things as i have that's amazing you said you traveled to korea did you speak korean before you traveled there i spoke A little bit. I didn't speak it very well. Um, I started learning Korean originally at my school from friends, and I joined this uh, Korean-American Student Association, and they were very happy to teach me Korean for free. But when I went to Korea for the first time, it was by myself, and I had to make friends and figure out how to interact with people on my own. But as I've been there a few times, i picked it up over time and uh now i think i'm pretty comfortable with it in fact earlier today i had a conversation with a very nice barista for about 10 minutes all in korean that's so fun yeah it's very fun you are really self-motivated and self-educated and one of my uh favorite quotes that I, i saw you said is like you don't even know what you can learn on youtube and i think that's so true like youtube is such a great resource to learn everything and it seems like you really had the biggest influence on yourself learning korean do you think because you're in korea alone and kind of forced to speak the language really pushed you or was that something you were most likely just going to teach yourself anyways i was planning to teach it myself anyways i uh i originally wanted to learn korean because i grew up at a well i wouldn't didn't grow up there i was at a high school in about five, ten minutes away from Koreatown in Atlanta. I had a lot of Korean friends, and I never really realized this connection between all my friends, but a lot of them spoke Korean, Mm -hmm. either partially or were native, and I wanted to connect with them in a different way. One of my closest friends, his name is Hyosung, and he was from Korea, and I thought it would be really a fun gesture, but also something, just something to learn. So I started learning his language, and eventually we went to Korea together. We got to use the language, and this these days we hardly speak English anymore. And it's just, I think it was just the motivation of trying to get closer to people and mm-hmm. experience something that might, I might not have been around. Definitely. I When I was in high school, I did a, a month exchange in Germany, and one of my biggest takeaways was that there is just such a disconnect from people who don't speak the same language simply just because they don't speak the same language. And when I was like obviously forced into that culture, 
I had no choice but to better learn the language. And when you do that, it alleviates a barrier that's there just simply because you don't speak the same language. So it really does open up a whole lot of more meaningful relationships, and you don't even realize it. I agree. It's, uh, I can't remember who said it, but someone once said that each language you learn is a new personality or a new world that you unlock. I totally agree. I, I have had so many experiences, met so many people, learned so many things just because of not even knowing the language, but just the willingness and curiosity of trying to discover it. And it's really cool to see things like Duolingo now. Be oh, one of the, I live for Duolingo. Right? Like I'm it, trying to teach myself <laughs> Spanish again because I completely forgot how to speak the language. Wow. How is Duolingo going for you? Um, let's just say it's not going too <laughs> great at the moment. Duolingo is one, from my experience, uh, among language learners, we don't, I wouldn't say we hate Duolingo, but we've realized <laughs> it doesn't help as much as other resources do. Yeah. And most of these are free. Definitely. And as someone whose career relies heavily on, on traveling and taking influences from your experiences elsewhere, I'm wondering how... COVID has been to you? How have you been handling these new rules about kind of staying in one place? Uh, it was very confusing at first. I I was in China when COVID hit originally, like when it started to spread. I was in Shanghai. Um, we heard about something going on in China, but it was, it was barely any, any big deal. It was maybe a few people who had been infected. Nobody mm-hmm. was concerned. Um, from there, I went to Korea. And I was in Korea during the initial spread, the first wave, and I my visa was about to run out, so I decided to pick up and go to Finland. And I stayed there for about a month and a half, and the first wave happened there as well. Uh, they declared a state of emergency, and that same week I decided, well, all these countries are closing down, and I don't want to be stuck in one while my visa runs out, because then I'll go to jail. Mm-hmm. I got a flight to San Francisco, quarantined at an Airbnb there, and I moved from there to my friend's house in Los Angeles, which was empty, so it was free to quarantine and be safe there, but eventually I realized I need my own place. So I got an apartment here in New York, and that's how I've been so far, but I am moving to Korea in about two months. And that's going to be a permanent move. That's so exciting and such a big, I mean, I guess not for you just because you spend so much time traveling, but that is such a big change going from New York to Korea. What made you finally decide to do that? The first month I was in New York, I had a bad run-in with the police here and they didn't treat me very kindly and they were doing some things that were illegal and I just things I that made me uncomfortable and I felt unsafe and I felt uh, New York was not a good place to live. So I picked up and I went to Korea for three months. That's the longest you can stay on a tourist visa. But I was there looking at different visas I could get to stay in Korea because Mm -hmm. I really just was not confident in New York at the time. And so I got back from Korea about two months ago. After living in both places for a few months at a time, I realized that I could enjoy my life in Korea a lot better. I felt a lot safer. I felt more taken care of and proud to be part of where I was. I feel that's a good way to live your life. 
Yeah, I mean, congratulations for taking the steps necessary for you to be in an environment that you feel is where you belong. Thank you. I appreciate that. Being in the right environment, does that have an effect on the music that you make? 100%. My last album, I made it while I was a nomad. I started making the album when I immediately when I arrived at Finland after I graduated high school. And I finished it when I was... I think I was in New York or San Francisco. I can't really remember exactly, but I was a nomad across that entire time. And I think the thing that gave me the energy to keep mm-hmm. making music and what gave me so many stories to write about was my travels and the experiences I had. Even recently, I realized I I don't do writing very well when I'm here in my apartment. So I rented out a house on Airbnb for a few days up in the mountains a couple of hours away from here and wrote a song up there and I just felt much more comfortable and much more quiet. I think silence is a huge resource that I need to create things. And you cannot get that anywhere in New York City. So it's good that you you know exactly what you need as a writer and what inspires you because I feel like a lot of people... It does take them a while to get in the groove and figure out where they work best. Absolutely. It does take time to learn it, and I'm still learning it, but I've noticed silence is the one thing that helps me the most. Knowing for you that silence is something that helps you, it, it, that Devin, for example, you know, silence might be awesome for you, but you would never think to even try that. And just to even think to try that is is like a, an accomplishment in itself. I don't know necessarily how to word that, but it's been something that I've been a, like honing in on myself too, like finding out the littlest things that really make me happy. It can be this, like the silliest thing, such as like lighting a candle can really add so much to a creative process. And I, I think that is so cool, you know, that you're able to really take control of that to better your artistry. Absolutely. It's, it's important to make art when, if you're making art, then I think you should figure out the best way to do it because some people can create things anywhere they can it's like people who can fall asleep very easily on a plane or sitting down in a chair or at home in their bed they can Mm -hmm. fall asleep anywhere i can't do that i cannot fall asleep on an airplane it has to be in a certain environment and it has to be it can't be hot temperature you know so i think it's the same with creating once you figure out the best environment you have and uh what suits you and you can create the best artwork that best represents you speaking of the art that you create something that i found interesting and this is actually how i discovered you to begin with is you started out in the lo-fi world and obviously your music still is influenced by lo-fi but it seems as if you've evolved sonically for example drown with you it was your very first track that you released with vocals I'm wondering what inspired the transition into becoming a singer. Well, the first time I realized I wanted to sing was when I I did a concert in Los Angeles with Elijah Who and MXM Tune, and I was I had only ever made music that was lo-fi at that time, only instrumental, and I got to witness this moment with MXM Tune and her audience 
where she forgot the words to her song on stage and the audience sang it. And mm. I think that's such a powerful thing as a musician, but also as a listener. And I realized I want to be able to write music that helps people and touches people's hearts in a way that makes them want to learn the lyrics to the song, not in a way that is strategized to stick in their heads like a catchy melody, but a lyric or some sort of sound that they can connect with and that really helps them and makes them feel comfortable to where they want to go to your concerts and they want to sing the lyrics because it means something to them. So mm -hmm. that sort of dream of me singing on stage and other people singing along developed over time and it only got stronger. So eventually I cracked and said, all right, well, it's time to dip out of this lo-fi stuff for a bit, try something new. And that's when we came about with Drown With You. So I'll wait for your eyes. During your transition from lo-fi to singing, what were some of the biggest struggles you had to face? Myself. Mm -hmm. um, I was very non-confident. I was terrified of people hearing my voice because I, I had only done ad-libs and small little sound effects with my voice and my music before that in lo-fi, but this was the first time I had been singing, and uh, I was very scared of what people would think because I didn't consider myself a good singer. I still don't. Um, I think I'm getting much better. I wouldn't consider myself good, but just overcoming this, this limit that I put on myself with the passion that I had for helping people and getting a message across, but I want to help people. Getting that message across, I think, just defeated that fear. I got a lot more comfortable with it after that once I realized what my what the number one goal is, and that's not to stay comfortable it's to help other people and so that that's how i got comfortable with it so you had mentioned that singing on stage was kind of nerve-wracking and that you didn't necessarily have confidence in even coming out with songs that featured your vocals i'm wondering if you felt the same kind of way when you incorporated the korean language into your music i think it was natural um when i decided to start releasing music in other languages the main idea was that when we speak English, we have certain words that can strike certain emotions. It's not just because of the definition, but because of the specific sound. When you say the word cute, you don't just think of something that is cute. You feel it. Mm -hmm. Like you, The sound of the word cute is actually kind of cute in its, in its own way. And the word beautiful is, has its own beautiful flow to that word. So I think the words that we say can have an emotional effect on not just other people and how they hear, but how we feel when we're saying them. So when I speak another language, I feel like it's more, it's easier for me to be honest about things because these are words that are relatively new to me and I don't necessarily have that connection. So if I want to say something is beautiful in another language, when others might not consider it beautiful, I won't feel that hesitation to say it because the sound of the word beautiful does not strike any sort of cringe or any unpleasantness in my mind. So mm -hmm. to be able to release music in other languages to where I feel I can be more honest with my audience 
even if they might not understand it, um, you know, you can always Google translation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's I think it's just more comfortable for me. Well, that that actually brings up a good question because blood that was originally written half Korean, correct? Yeah, the first verse was originally Korean. So how come in the final cut that part was taken out? I decided to take it out because I wanted the song to be easier to consume for people. Mm-hmm. There are some artists that can mix Korean and English, like I did on Popstar. We mixed it. We mix the two and the same song, just switching back and forth, English, Korean, English, Korean. Um, but I thought it might confuse people who only speak one of those languages. So with this upcoming album, I wanted to, I still wanted to do half English, half Korean, or just, you know, any other language that would make me feel comfortable, make me feel like I can get my message across. Mm-hmm. So I decided with Blood, I was going to release it fully in English, and then the next song, I would release it in either fully in Korean or mostly Korean. I'm not sure if uh, if anybody in America would listen to my music if it was fully in Korean. So I might, I think I'm going to throw an English uh, chorus in there or something. I feel like deaf people will definitely listen to it if it is part in Korean or half the album is, um, just because I feel like here everything is evolving so much more Mm -hmm. and other cultures are just really becoming very palatable from the like a regular american consumer is now consuming k-pop which is not something i mean that's new to the american music industry um so that's awesome to see it translate into other genres that aren't necessarily american pop yeah of course i mean there's korean hip-hop there's korean rock there's Mm -hmm jazz there's so many different genres that other cultures create that we've never even heard of there's i think this uh traditional form of thai music it's like thai jazz almost uh called malam i think could be wrong there but it's it's such a unique sound and i love showing it to other americans who be like look listen to how these people on the other side of the planet just create this new sound that we've never heard before but they love it the, the Americans that I show it to and they're like why have I never heard this before I hear such emotion and like there's so, it's such raw feelings in this song I'm like that's the importance of switching you know getting cultures outside of just their countries because you never know what you can find sometimes you can connect much easier with another language or another sound or style and I, I know that that is you know part of your mission as an artist as well as helping others as you said uh and then in this new track blood you really wanted to make people aware that the feelings that they feel when they're betrayed by someone who was once a good friend it's okay to feel that way and that unfortunately it is something that happens and you'll get through it would you mind kind of talking about the inspiration behind the new single blood i had a friendship it's someone that i was really close with for a while and after only a few months of being friends with somebody, uh, maybe about a year or so, I started to notice that they seemed to care more about their the people that praised them than the people who they gave value to and the people who gave value to them. It was just the praise. They really fed their energy into people who fed the ego rather than the soul. Mm-hmm. I noticed they started to pull back away from me 
and they spent a lot more of their time focusing on these other people that fed their ego. I realize there's a lot of people who have had the same issue, especially people in high school, middle school, college, these ages where people are growing the most in their life and they're changing, discovering who they are. And I feel as my audience is also within this age group, I feel if I can release music sharing my experience and saying like, hey, I feel this way. I'm worried about this friend and I also feel betrayed by this person. It's hard to deal with how should I feel about this person who hurt me so much? Should I feel bad for them? Should I mm-hmm. want to help them? Should I abandon them right back? Like, it's really hard to deal with people who have hurt you. And so I wanted to just share my experience with the world and say, hey, if you don't know how to treat this person, like if you feel this guilt or shame or whatever it is, it's okay because you're very early in your life and you're still learning how people interact and how you deal with your own emotions. There's an emergency I'm afraid to come away So how long's it gonna I think that's such an important uh, conversation to have as well, just because young people specifically, we put a lot of value in our friends and our friends' words definitely shape how how we feel, how we act. So when you are hurt by a friend, it's really unexpected. Like, I feel like you are expected to maybe have some relationship issues and maybe you have some like, you know, family tiffs. But like for a friend, when you go through that, it really is a unique feeling and at least for me it's honestly like a a dagger to the heart more than any other type of relationship yeah i completely agree i feel like it's a very untalked about concept i think it's important to talk about ourselves and uh how we deal with things because so much of pop music this isn't a judgment just an observation but so much of pop music and hip-hop is about uh let's say romance yeah i think the number one thing but not a lot of them talk about friendships And I feel like friendships can have just as big a role in our lives, if not significantly bigger than our romantic relationships. And it's also great that it was delivered in in kind of a more almost like entrancing, if you will. It is a very beautiful song. And I'm really excited if that is any indication for how the upcoming album is going to sound. Well, thank you. I would say yes, but also no, because I like to mess around with multiple genres you know there's so many different ways to express how we think and how we feel i don't think it should be limited to one genre or one sound i have noticed that people can tell if they're listening to a pg song by the sound of it not by the genre Mm -hmm. they can tell if i produced it based on just the feeling of it and i love that but i can express myself the same version of me through multiple different forms of media. So for Blood, it was a more pop approach with a kind of a lo-fi introduction there. But there are other songs in the album that I would point more towards like a two-door cinema club, more rock in the um, 1975 is another big inspiration of mine. And 
just all different types. I mean, even ambient. Ambient is probably the biggest inspiration for my music of all. Really? Um, I I had a lot yeah, of definitely. ambient sounds on my Spotify Wrapped just because like I listened to them on like repeat, um. So that that was kind of funny. But yeah, I mean to draw inspiration oh, yeah, from too. that and turn it into you know ambient sounds not necessarily the most consumable music for people that aren't super music people, <laughs> but I feel like to turn that into yeah. something consumable, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I think ambient provides a lot of value for me. Just. Not because I don't feel like they portray a certain message um, as much as they do uh, an environment. Mm-hmm. Brian Eno said once that ambient music should be as ignorable as it is interesting. And I love that perspective <laughs> because ambient music can be something that just sits in the background, but it also draws you to it. Like It's, it's like a warm blanket almost. I feel like it can wrap around this sort of moment or experience feeling whatever um but also not necessarily take away any uh value from it yeah actually i really love that quote um it reminds me of something that i say to a bunch of my friends because obviously i'm like the music one of the group not many of my friends are you know musicians or work in the music industry but I, I say, oh, it's time to have a mindful listen. And that's when we will listen to a song, but like we listen to a song. And it's uh, some of the yeah. things I'll do is I'll play them like a Billie Eilish song that they hear on the radio 10 times a day, but then they actually listen to it and they're like, oh, this actually isn't bad. And I'm like, yeah, you really, it, it can be ignored easily, but also when you really delve into art in general, there's so much more to be said about it. Yeah, I think Billie Eilish is a good example of that because for the longest time, I I never disliked her or her music or anything. I just didn't much care for it because it was uh, like the most popular thing and I tend to steer away from those. But I mean, I've heard like small clips of her music uh, from time to time on the radio or in a, in a shop somewhere. But once I took the time to listen to her new single, uh, Therefore I Am, oh my God, it's it's amazing. amazing. Like she, yeah, she deserves that. There's, there's not a. I guess there are a lot of artists that I feel um, are appropriately at number one. Mm-hmm. I think she's one of them, honestly. She really is, and I, I went to her show, and my sisters had to beg me to go. I was like, I don't want to see her. Like, I don't like she's so young and like I didn't think anything of her music mind you Devin's been to like 3,000 concerts as well (laughs) but I have never seen a show like that and everyone there you couldn't even hear her sing like it was just such a strange environment and I just actually listened to her music and I was like wow this is amazing I do understand all the hype Mm -hmm. right now I think a concert is the perfect way to realize what a musician is really about, except for my case, because I'm, I, I don't feel my concerts are as uh, as great as they could be. I, I think it's, it's a bit off topic, but I think it's interesting how we as artists, when we're put in the spotlight, we're kind of expected to know how to perform. Mm-hmm. Because like, oh, you're an artist, like, you know how to play your songs, you wrote them. It's like, no, I don't. Nobody taught me how to dance on stage in front of <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those are different people. arts right there. There's there's two different things between writing a song that's really heartfelt in your bedroom and then like pouring that heartfelt sound out to a crowd of a ton of people and making it look cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so hard. But for people who can pull it off, like uh, 21 Pilots, uh, Paul May, uh, the Belgian singer, um, people like that who can pull it off is just like the best way to experience their music. Unfortunately, our world is kind of currently shut down, but obviously you've got some new music coming out in 2021. Do you have any plans for a tour? I mean, I, I always want to do more shows. I think it's the best thing about my career is being able to meet the people who have who have had an effect on my music and who my music has had an effect on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's my favorite thing. I want to do more of it. I really do. Uh, before COVID, we had... When I say we, I mean me and my uh, booking agent, Michael. Um, We had a U.S. tour planned. It was a co-headliner with a lovely friend of mine named Limbo. But uh, unfortunately, that got canceled. And uh, since then, we've we've also gotten offers to go back to Jakarta, where we did a festival uh, last year. And then we also got offers to do a couple shows in Korea. So hopefully once things clear up, we can finally go out and give people hugs at our shows and take pictures of them, smile and tell stories. And I'm excited to to go out and experience that. For sure. I'm excited for you. (laughs) Just knowing, you know, how much you appreciate travel and music and to combine both of them. And then finally, just as a whole, we can all be social again. (laughs) I think uh, some great things are on the horizon for Peachy and and I'm so excited to, to see what's to come. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate it. You are very insightful. I love, love the new single. Not just saying that. <laughs> like, I genuinely, like, it is, it, I've been listening to it on repeat. It is at the top of our playlist now as well. But, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. A very interesting conversation with our new friend, Peachy. I know. He just makes me want to travel the world. It's really cool to see how his world travels and all of his different experiences has really shaped his music. And it's so unique to have someone with this experience really incorporating everything. But uh, I think a lot of the times when we talk about music as being unique, we mean like sonically. But I think the inspiration behind a lot of his work is super unique and the things that he stands for and his just overall presence as you know an, an influencer if you will like whether it be through his music or, or social or whatever um it's very uniquely him i'm excited to hear the full album me too i can't wait to see uh how his career progresses and hopefully we can catch him on a show one day maybe we'll have to book an international flight to go see him hey i'm down for a trip Me too. (laughs) All right, if you're still listening this far, thank you very much. We have got a really exciting artist coming up next week. I don't think we can even say. That's when you know it's exciting. Yep. (laughs) I feel like I just can't say anything or else I'll blow it. That is true. Um, That being said, please go give us a follow on Instagram at Music You're Missing. Our personal Instagrams are tagged there. I'm not going to bore you. Go have a good day. Bye. (laughs) 